So, last week, I talked about the necessity of Christ. And how just like in our natural bodies, we need air, we need water, we need food, and we need light in order to survive. That through scripture, Jesus meets every single one of those needs. And he not only just gives us enough to barely survive, but he actually gives us himself, which is Zoe life and more than enough. Today, as last week we talked about the necessity of Christ, today I want to talk about the supremacy of Christ. And Jesus mentioned that he was supreme in Scripture. In Matthew 28, verse 18, he says this. It says, Jesus approached and breaking the silence said to them, All authority, all power of rule, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's what he says, right? So, so you know, you might go, okay, well, Chris, that doesn't actually talk about being supreme. Well, we need to understand what the word supreme means because that's where supremacy comes from. Supreme is not just a kind of pizza. A terrible kind of pizza, by the way. <clears throat> it is also not just a, 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 a singing group from the 60s. Supreme actually means it is the highest station of power, the highest authority or power. It means holding the highest place in government, the most excellent. All authority has been given to Jesus. That was what he told us, right? He said, all authority has been given unto me. So he is saying, he goes, look at me, guys. He goes, I'm telling you, I am supreme. There is a supremacy in who God has called him to be and who he had been because that was after he had resurrected, before he had ascended back into heaven. And he said, all authority has been given to me. And he's saying that he is supreme. You see, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, the apostle Paul writes this. He says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is the body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. He is the first in everything. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. That passage there, the apostle Paul's writing and he says, Jesus is supreme. He is the ultimate of the ultimate. There is none like him. That he is one of a kind. He is above all. Jesus is over all. 
And God is living through him. We have to begin to grab hold of this revelation that Jesus is supreme. You see, so often, like just like I talked about last week, that when we know in our minds that Jesus is a necessity, but far too often we treat him as peripheral. We treat him as kind of like, when I need him, I'll use him. Instead of actually recognizing him for who he is. And the same thing I think is true so often in in our understanding of the fact that he is supreme. We sit there and we know that intellectually. We're like, yeah, Jesus is above all. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. But do we actually understand that that means he is supreme? He is the ultimate of the ultimate. There is no one like him. Any other religion, any other false doctrine, any other God, there is no one like Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, the Apostle Paul says this. He says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ, and he has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body, It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. God put everything, all things, it says, under the authority of Christ. I'm telling you guys, we have to grab this. We have to begin to understand this. We have to get it from here to here because The understanding of that, yeah, God is in control is great. But when we understand that he is supreme, it changes the way that we actually live our lives. It changes the way we think. It changes the way we act. It changes everything about us because we then begin to understand that, no, 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 no. I know who my God is. That last verse there, it says that um, there in, in, uh, in 23, it says that Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. The church is his body. That is us. We are the church. And it is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Are you part of all things? It's not a trick question. Yes. All right. Yes. (laughs) We are part of all things. He fills all things everywhere. Do we live somewhere that is everywhere? Right? It is part of everywhere. And he fills all things everywhere with himself. He wants to be more than just an intellectual understanding of his supremacy. He wants us to live a life that says, I know who God is. I know what Jesus has done. And if Jesus, if Jesus is able to do these things, and he said, hey, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you, 
then I can do the things that Jesus is asking me to do. Not because I'm good, not because I'm able, not because I'm anything special, but because it is the grace of Jesus himself that is filling my life that is enabled to be imparted to other people. But we have to understand his supremacy. Because, I mean, honestly, how often, how often do we get discouraged when the circumstances look different than what we know intellectually to be true? I do it. I get discouraged a lot about those things. God, your word says, but man, it sure looks different. And right now, I think I'm just going to believe what I see rather than what your word says. And I have to, if I really began to believe that Jesus is supreme, I would change my believing pattern and I would change my thought process because it wouldn't only be, I would not deny the fact that things are garbage at the moment, but I wouldn't get stuck there. I would sit there and say, man, this stuff is awful, but my God has said. So often we sit there and say, God said, but man, this stuff is awful. We got to reverse it. Are we willing to stand on what God has said? Are we willing to actually believe that Jesus is supreme? Paul again tells the church in Colossians in chapter 2, he says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. According to those scriptures that we just read, who's in charge? Jesus. And how is it that it's so easy for us to forget that sometimes? I mean, I do it. Earlier this week, I got really discouraged because I had been really encouraged about a week ago. Two weeks ago, I was super excited about a testimony that somebody had told me and things that they had said. I was like, yes, God, thank you so much. There's a little boy in our community named Cooper Sossaman. He's about six years old, and he has a very aggressive form of cancer. And his parents have asked, I've, I've, I've become friendly with them whenever I pick Nash up from school and things like that. I'm always standing in line, typically, usually right around him, and we'll, we'll be chatting. And, and they keep, you know, they, they, she's always been giving me an update on where he's been. A few months back, they, did, they had done a scan and it appeared as though everything was great and everything all of a sudden, like it seemed like there was just this miracle and they were so excited. They were believing God. They were praising God for everything he had done. It was so exciting. And she had told me about it, man, and I, did, I couldn't contain myself. I was so happy because we'd been believing that God was bringing healing and that God was going to do a miracle in this little boy's life. And I saw her again this week, her and her husband were there and I asked him, I was like, so I was like, how's he doing? She goes, well, she goes, we just got the results back from the most recent scan, and it seems that all everything's come back. And his dad's made the comment to me, he goes, 
But we know who God is. And we are believing for absolute healing. And I said, yes, and I'm agreeing with you. And they said, please share this at church so that your church can be praying with us as well. And I said, I will. But I struggled with that. Because everything I had known up until that moment that I spoke to his mom, I was rejoicing in something that I thought was happening. And then all of a sudden, I'm confronted with a reality that is in front of me that was different than what God's word had said. And I would love to sit here and tell you, yep, I just responded in faith. I was amazing. It was great. That was not my response. I let Chrissy know immediately. I mean, and I was just devastated all afternoon. And I just spent so much time praying. I'm like, God, I don't understand what is going on. And the thing that God revealed to me, God said, he goes, he goes, has my word changed just because you have new information? Well, no, it doesn't. But my perception had changed based off of new information instead of standing on what I know and who I know God is. I had to come to the place in my own life where I not only knew that Jesus is supreme, but I had to begin to actually live that out and believe it and say, yes, no, I am believing that Jesus is still supreme, the supremacy of Christ, the one who is overall, the one who is authority over all these things. I know that he is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just because I have new information does not change God's attributes. And so now I had to wrestle with that and come to a place that says, no, this is who God is. Now, I don't understand everything, but I know who God is. See, Paul had all these understandings of Jesus and the fact that he was the ultimate of the ultimate, the supreme. How did he know that? I mean, really think about it. Because Paul was not one of the 12 apostles who hung out with Jesus. He was not one of the apostles who spent three and a half years being imparted to personally by Jesus. As a matter of fact, Paul was an enemy of the church after Jesus had already ascended back into heaven. But then, Jesus encountered Paul. Paul was on his way to go do more destruction to the church And Jesus encountered him in that moment. And there was a moment that happened in Paul's life where all of a sudden he knew he is supreme. How many of us need an encounter with Christ to understand that he is supreme? Because I don't just want to know about him. I want to know him. I want to know him. His encounter changed everything for him. His perspective changed after that encounter and he saw Jesus for who he really was. He saw him as the Messiah. He saw him as the anointed one. He saw him as the risen Christ, the one who is over all. In Colossians 3, Paul writes this. He says, Let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom, 
Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with the psalms and the festive praises and the prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. So sing to God with all of your hearts. Let every activity in your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Those are not the words of a man who was an enemy of the church. Those are the words of a man who had an encounter with Christ that changed his life. I know I could really work on number 17. Let every activity of your lives, especially the next part, every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of the Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Some of my words are drenched with that. Some are not. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. I want to have that encounter with the Christ that changes my life. That says, you know what? I have to give up everything that I was doing in order to be able to do everything I can for him. You see, Paul changed everything that he was doing. And because of his encounter, he went to make sure everywhere else he went that they knew who Jesus was and that Jesus was supreme. Once we actually have those encounters, once we begin to encounter Christ in a new way, it just changes our understanding of who Jesus is. So we've seen in Ephesians, we've seen in Colossians. Now we're going to see in Philippians. And this is one of the last books that Paul wrote. And he's talking about Jesus again. And he says, therefore, God has highly exalted him, talking about Jesus, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of God the Father. If the name of Jesus is above every other name, that's not just people's names. The name of Jesus is above every principality. The name of Jesus is above every power. It is above every demonic thing that is trying to affect you, trying to affect your family. The name of Jesus is supreme over all of those things. The name of Jesus is bigger than any disease you face, any financial crisis you might have, any relational issue you might have. The name of Jesus is over all of those. And if his name is above all, if his name is over all, then why do I give so much authority to those things that are less than Jesus in my life? Come on. I'm guilty of it. I know I'm not the only one. Jesus Christ is supreme over your sickness. Jesus Christ is supreme over that job issue. Jesus Christ is supreme over that loved one who is not following Jesus. Over those ones who are struggling with addiction. Jesus Christ is greater than any addiction. When we begin to not just know that, 
but we begin to let it sink from our head to our heart and then it comes out of our lives and everything that we do, then when we see people struggling in those ways, we have a greater grace to be able to walk into that with them and say, I may not know exactly what you're going through, but I know that my God does and Jesus is bigger than what you're going through and I'm here with you to help you walk in it. And we have the opportunity then to also sit there and look at these situations and where we're going, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. Man, this is so different than everything that I thought that it was and I I don't even know how to do this, whatever. Then I can pray from a different position to where I'm not just praying for the sake of going, oh, Jesus, help me, help me, help me, because I don't know what to do, which isn't a bad prayer if that's where you're at. That's always still a good prayer. (laughs) I've prayed it many times. But But it comes from a place where I can sit there and say, No, I know what God's word says and I can stand on that and I'm going to pray from a place of faith and believing rather than a place of fear. But that comes from the understanding and the knowing that Jesus Christ is supreme. That he is over all. When the Bible says he is the king of kings, And he is the Lord of Lords. It's not just words. Sometimes we can get, especially if we've grown up in church, we can just kind of think about those things. We think, oh yeah, he's a king of kings. That means of the most powerful rulers in all the world that ever have been, that ever will be, Jesus is greater. He is the Lord of Lords. The most powerful CEOs that ever have been, that ever will be, Jesus is greater. There is none like him. Does this make sense this morning? I'm hoping that this is stirring inside of us a little bit of this understanding of the saying, yes, I know that my God is supreme. So with that in mind, I want to ask you, If you are at a place where you're going, man, I need to experience and encounter the supremacy of Christ in my life. Maybe it's for healing. Maybe it's for restoration. Maybe you're standing in the gap for a loved one. Whatever it might be, I don't care what it is, but if you need to experience and have that encounter with Christ in his supremacy, then I would just ask you right now to be bold enough and stand up because I'm going to pray for you. If you need anything, just stand up and pray. So this side of the room is less spiritual than that side, apparently, but that's all right. So, it's a... <laughs> But as, as, as we sit there and we begin to understand, that, yes, I need Jesus to reveal himself in this way in my life. We're going to pray. So right now, God, we come before you. God, we come before you as your church, Jesus, that you are the head of, that you are in all authority over. We come before you as your church and we say, we need that encounter with you. So we lift up disease. We lift up addiction. We lift up um, sicknesses. We lift up financial matters. We lift up relational matters. We lift up whatever it might be that is that we have been lifting up higher than the name of Jesus and we submit it to you, Jesus, and we declare that you are supreme over all of those things. I breathe the breath of life over these situations. God, breathe your breath of life over these situations. 
these areas that have been dead, these areas that, that have just needed your breath. Holy Spirit, just breathe your breath of life, that breath of God into these situations. Jesus, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no one like you. You are above all. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. God, I ask that you would bless every family who is here, every family represented here. God, I ask that you would bring comfort in the areas where we need comfort, hope in the areas where we are hopeless. Holy Spirit, you are the great comforter, and I ask that you would just reveal yourself to us in these ways. God, we lift up Cooper Sossaman and his family to you right now. God, we just declare healing over him. God, you are the God who works miracles. And we declare that that tumor needs to shrink and be gone in Jesus' name. I declare wholeness over that little boy because of, the, of what Jesus has done and who he is. God, let it be a testimony for this entire area of who you are. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, you're dismissed. If you need prayer for anything, we'll have people who would love to pray with you up here. There's also snacks in the back. Help yourself to those and stick around. Get get to know people. And uh, have a great week. Don't forget the angel tree in the back as well. Grab those also. And we will see you all next Sunday.